May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So I've spent the last week thinking and worrying about this gospel lesson. And I have to say, I still haven't quite figured it out. And I'm still wrestling with it. Five foolish bridesmaids and five wise bridesmaids and their oil lamps. The ten women judged and the five found wanting from the very beginning because they didn't bring enough oil for their lamps. And we already know their fate. I read numerous commentators as I prepared for this sermon who wrote about this parable and many expanded on the context of Matthew's gospel, which most believe was written about 80 to 90 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus. As Matthew's account was being written, the early church was struggling with the fact that Jesus didn't immediately return as he was expected. The community was still watching the skies, setting their hopes and dreams on Jesus' return. And when he didn't, many followers fell away. Others were promoting differing opinions and differing practices. One commentator even offered that perhaps it was the women followers who were stirring things up, questioning, and not falling into line with the establishment. So, Needless to say, that's my favorite commentator. (laughs) And I thought about that commentator and those difficult, questioning women when I saw the election results this last week. And I thought of those ten bridesmaids when of 15 legislative seats won in Virginia, 11 of them were won by women. Women of every color transgendered woman, women from all walks of life. And as I thought about those 11 women, whether you agree with them or not, they were women who spoke up and they stood up for what they believed in and took a risk when no one thought they had a chance. And I thought about that, and I thought about the historical context of this gospel, a gospel that was written to a community that was just struggling to even stay together. And I began to wonder about what this gospel lesson means for us today. What's the good news in the gospel lesson for us? And how is it speaking to the people of Trinity today? So if we accept the traditional interpretation of this parable— that the bridegroom's arrival represents the return of Jesus, how much of a greater risk do we face today as we wait for Jesus 2,000 years later? For myself, I, I look around at our world today, and there's another heartbreaking and mind-numbing mass shooting in Sutherland, Texas. Every day, there are stories of injustice and broken lives and an epidemic of opioid addiction. 
And it's tempting. It's really tempting to just throw our hands in the air and say, what is the use? And I have felt that way myself sometimes. And the one time was when I was working in a hospital in Haiti after the earthquake several years ago. Late one night, there was an old man standing outside the gates holding a baby all bundled up in rags. He wanted our help. But it was too late. The baby had died of poverty, of disease, of hunger. And I remember thinking, now, now might be a really good time for Jesus to return. Why does it feel like that sometimes that God has left us all alone in the dark with the oil in our lamps burning low and the light begin, beginning to fade and flicker? We too, like the five foolish bridesmaids, might be just so afraid that our oil will burn out, that we run away to get more. Anything, anything to feel safe and to not be afraid and to not be alone and not be left alone in the dark. The final line in the parable is, stay awake. The Greek words used for stay awake can also be interpreted to mean stay alert, stay engaged. There's a task to do. Which sounds a lot like the phrase stay woke that is now being used by young people that are actively engaged in today's political process. Stay woke is to keep informed and involved about what's going on around you in times of turmoil and conflict. Jesus is calling us to keep awake, to not lose heart. We remind ourselves with these words every week in our Eucharist. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day or the hour. We are being called to keep awake, that there is work to do. We are called to live, love, and serve. Jesus preached and he taught and he showed us how to live and what we need to do to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, welcome the stranger, visit the sick and those in prison. Jesus is calling us to stay woke, stay woke to the systematic injustices in our society, to the turmoil and divisions that are tearing us apart, to be engaged in addressing these issues as they arise, standing up and speaking out on the issues confronting us, sexism, racism, and the violence that is becoming commonplace and is becoming a new normal in our lives and in our communities. This gospel lesson challenges us to work to bring about the kingdom of God right here and right now. And the good news is that the kingdom of God is already a reality, and we catch glimpses of it with every act of compassion, every act of sharing, 
and every act of justice. The theologian, Bernard Dozier, writes that the coming of the kingdom of God will consist of a community of people who would find one another in love. And perhaps that's how this gospel lesson speaks to the people of Trinity Cathedral. We are a community that is awake to God's world outside our doors, partnering with Garfield Elementary School, fostering relationships between the church and the community. Cathedral members are tutoring in the classroom, being servants of God's healing and restoration in the world. As a community, we are educating children in Tanzania, assuring these children of God that they are important and they matter. We as a community are active in feeding the hungry and providing clothing through our partnership with ICM Food and Clothing Bank. We console and we comfort the bereaved, those who are hurting or frightened with our blessings and with our quilts. The military moms collect and distribute food and supplies for our military members that are deployed in so many parts of our world, parts of the world we don't even know about. Many in harm's way and many, and they're all, away from their friends and their family. This community was asked and this community answered, donating to aid hurricane victims in Puerto Rico. You gave more than a tax deduction. You gave your love and you gave your compassion to the people whose lives have been devastated and they're still devastated and disrupted as they struggle to rebuild. We are actively advocating on issues of injustice and oppression, and with God's help, we will do more. We may be currently right in the middle of stewardship season, which ends next Sunday when we bring our pledges to the ingathering. But the fact of the matter is that we know, the people of Trinity Cathedral know, that stewardship season is not defined by a date or by a time of the year, because day in and day out, you all give of your time, your talents, and your treasures. Answering God's call to restore and heal this world that we live in. We are a community of people who find each other in love, helping every day and every way to bring the kingdom of God into reality. So what about those perplexing bridesmaids? I wonder if we need to change the story. Perhaps it's not about judgment, or who remembered to bring extra oil for their lamps, and who didn't. Maybe the point was that they were supposed to stay together, the wise bridesmaids and the foolish, all ten walking through that door together. What a celebration it would have been. The Jewish mystics believe that God exists as a living flame within each one of us, each one of us containing a spark of the divine.
we already are carrying the light of Christ within us. We are never completely alone. We're never completely in the dark. We don't ever need to fear if we have enough oil or that our lamps will go out. So perhaps we too are being called to remember that like the bridesmaids, we are all members of the beloved community created in the image of God. And as a church family, we must wait on each other, wise and foolish alike, taking a chance, questioning, and standing up to the status quo, standing up and speaking out for what we believe in, living, loving, and serving the least, the lost, and the lonely. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day or the hour. We may be waiting on Jesus, but we live knowing that Jesus is already with us. The lamps are already lit, and the celebration of the kingdom is right here, and it's right now. We just need to accept the invitation and join the party. Stay woke. Pay attention. The kingdom of God is at hand. Look around. The light of Christ is right here in our midst. When you think about it, this story was never about the oil. Amen.